You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Thank you for tuning in to the Batuta Advocate radio show. This is a uh, post-record you're hearing from me now. It's Clancy Overall, editor of the Batuta Advocate. And uh, I'm just here to give you the context of this compilation interview that we're bringing to you this week. It's actually from uh, a couple of weeks back during the Splendor in the Grass Festival where and all credit to Splendor in the Grass with everything that was going on. We were generous enough to give the Batuta Advocate a media tent and give us access to some of the performing artists. It was Wendell Hussey, myself, and Effie Bateman up there, braving the mud. Of course, not uh, as brave as some of those kids out there in the campsites. We were lucky enough to uh, have a bit of astroturf in the media area. But yeah, it was, it was a great weekend. The kids had a lot of fun, and the artists were happy to be back performing. We've washed the mud off our boots and uh, we're back to work in the Channel Country. And here are the interviews uh, that we pulled off. Obviously, it's a junket format at these music festivals. Uh, people are in and out of your tents. Uh, so we've compiled our greatest hits, starting with Methyl Ethel, the magical voice from WA. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate radio show live from North Byron Parklands, some thought we'd never do it. Some thought it was, in fact, selling out for us to <laughs> attend an event like this alongside the media classes and, of course, the vultures that make up the Australian music industry. But we're here, and it's mainly because we've been here before. This would be like the third time we've been here. So Yeah, and look, I think, as you know, Clancy, in media, no matter how high up you get, people can't say no to free shit. No. And so a trip to Splendour. People yep. just don't say no to it. Yep, and it, it was a sacrifice, really, for us. We were left a beautiful, dry... Queensland Channel Country yep. to come and this place is wet but you know we're doing it for the kids the show will go on and no one's working harder here than the musicians and today we've got some premier talent we've got Jake from Methyl Ethel thank you for joining us you've been, had a big flight here it was a long flight and I, I must say I mean hard working and musicians don't aren't often two things that go together you know mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say the musicians are doing all the all the, the heavy lifting but there's work being done, I suppose, by then. Yeah, I suppose for three days you're working pretty hard here. Yeah. But even then, we're in kind of an artist area and everyone seems mm. to have a beer in their hand. Yeah. Seems to be a lot of fun going yeah. on, I'd say. Yeah, sorry, I shouldn't understate <laughs> the hard work of the festival organisers here. They, they were up. The first night got cancelled, they were up all night with trucks of sand and Subaru trash pumps. It was like the Rotary Club were out there. and They, they are uh, copying it. They're, they're copying, copying it. it. They're copying yeah. a bit of flack, but Cut. you know the show goes on. And this is what we have remembered post-pandemic is sometimes you don't just shut everything down. Some Sometimes, mm. I mean, pandemics are very different to a weather event, but uh, mud hasn't stopped anyone before, and the show goes on. Now, I want to talk to you about what you've been up to throughout the last couple of years. I mean, you've probably been hit as hard as any other artist. Were you in the North Korean caliphate of Western Australia for most of this? Or I was, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I just decided to, to make a record. Yeah, you right. Know? Mm. And so what it did afford me is the opportunity to, to stop yeah. doing anything but just make music yep. I've said to people before that I feel like I gained five years in, in two years of just like experience doing yep. the one thing yeah. without being interrupted by or having to rush things through yeah, so yeah. probably not living as heavily as well with two years off the scene probably gained you five years as well yeah. didn't it? Well, less yeah. hotel rooms less flights <laughs> yeah, you know less definitely. pre-show after show bump in bump out yeah. Like the thing is that since opening back up 
yeah. that real cheese ball like appreciation for it all it is a real thing. Yeah. You know, just going to the airport and thinking, oh, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. we're actually doing things. But. This is what life was like. Yeah. Talk louder. Talk louder is a single you've just released conveniently in Time for Splendor. Is this kind of you telling everyone you're back? I mean, I've, I put the record, the last record that I put out was only a couple of months ago. That, yeah, well, and that was so. a pandemic record too. You yeah, I mean, like, it was, I mean, the pandemic yeah. record. Yeah. I don't like to call it really a pandemic yeah, record. Yeah, no Because really I, like, I was gearing, you know, it was going to get made anyway. Yeah, right. But the record label, the Future Classica, are really keen to, for me to put out the sort of music yeah. as I feel yeah, like yeah. it, kind of, which is really great. And that's sort of why it's come out as so well. So would you say this recent work, be it this single and the record, aren't informed by the historical event that we were living in? Do you reckon that was something that was just kind of happening in your evolution as a musician? Uh, I mean, it's uh, every nothing that I make is, is like isolated like that. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like, I mean, it's the vacuum yeah. thing. Quote, say it how you want to put it, but it's yeah. just like, it definitely is affected mm-hmm. by it. But this is all boring stuff, isn't it? Where's the hard-hitting... Uh, you oh, you want to ask you about want, what's going on? You want to ask about drugs and shit and yeah, yeah. Like hotel <laughs> rooms and yeah. Have you ever thrown a TV off a balcony? <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask now about influences, right? When I first heard your music and someone would have said this to you before and I hope it's not offensive, I don't think it should be. I was thinking that you were a sample. I thought you were stripped off something from the 1960s. I thought you were Nancy Sinatra. Really? Yeah. Wow, no one said that, but that's, that's, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's a particular sound that you have and I... I can't imagine it's come from you know youth choir where do you think you kind of have been inspired most as an actual you know Vocalist. something coming out of your mouth yeah. yeah i when i started this project i did want it to be ambiguous what the gender and what the who the voice was mm-hmm. i wanted to keep it sort of not like how djs and daft punk and those sorts of people yeah. have the mask thing it yeah. was more just I didn't see it. I didn't. It was a recording project that I didn't think it was necessary for you to know who it was. And then it sort of means that I can be anyone that I want to be. I feel like I've been singing for a long time, yeah. you know, since I was a, a kid. But I, I find it's almost easier to, to put on other voices than to kind of try to find who the true me is. Yeah, it's yeah. easier to kind of, just kind of put in what fits or what the idea, you know, if, if it is a Nancy Sinatra yeah, yeah. song or something, I don't know. Do you feel you're a performer in that sense of the word? I guess so. Yeah. You're not, like, where do I don't you want to be. I don't want to be me. You don't want to be an artiste? I don't want to present myself like that kind of person next door. Like, oh, it's yeah. just, they're just up there, you know, oh, you can yeah. see, you know, what their life is. No, I don't, I want it to be more theatre than that. Yeah. Do you have like an alter ego, like a Ziggy Stardust? Oh, I mean, it's too... I think the alter ego is more just like trance-like. Yeah. It's kind of who, whatever happens when I kind of try to... Sometimes I, I like, will literally pinch myself or like tear at my own skin on, on stage to, to like shake myself into some kind of like... Yeah, yeah right. To get there, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. This is, is pretty pretentious. No, right? no, no. It's, um, I mean, we don't... It's we how the magic know, happens. And we don't know how your, your game works. So this is actually quite insightful. I, I do want to ask, in this day and age, right... Social media, most people have access to their favorite artists, their favorite yeah. musicians. They have unbridled access. You know what? On this is like autobiographies don't sell like they used to. You know, the cricket captain, the Australian cricket captain really? would always 
would always release an autobiography yeah. every year or every captainship. Yeah. That, that would be good for a million dollar advance. And, you know, they're it was all a good little. kids' books now, right? Yeah, yeah. All, that, that's it because everyone has so much access to them. They don't need to know yeah. exactly, about your yeah. story. Mm. We can look up your stats, we can look up everything online. And I feel like musicians have that too, where yeah. once upon a time, it was you go to the shows, you maybe meet and greets were a thing. And yeah. do you, are you trying to actively slice or, you know, uh, cut off that access they have to you? Is that what you're kind of saying here? You don't want to yeah. be. You don't want them to know you. Well, yes, 100%. But I think the social media game is its own thing as well. That's kind of got out of control. I don't do any of the social media that anymore as of like I kind of bowed out completely recently. Yeah, right. And I've never really... I don't have it personally either, so it sort of just is fine for me. But um, I love talking to people at, at... at shows yeah. especially travelling outside of Australia it's a lot easier the shows are a lot smaller as well so you yeah. can sort of hold a conversation with people yeah, yeah. so I do love that and I because it, it really I really more and more feel the relationship mm-hmm. that you know I, I wouldn't be in that place without those people so I kind of want to respect that as well yeah. and I think there's so much to learn from, from those people from an honest conversation not from, not, conversation. Not from Beatlemania yeah, not like, from Beatlemania. Do you have a typical fan? Like, is there a you no, could stereotype a fan or? I couldn't say really. Yeah, it's just all it's sort of mixed bunch. The age as well goes. Yeah, it's quite wide ranging. Like, well, mm. yeah, that, and that's the sound as well. You can't really put that in. I can't even put you into the WA thing, which everyone. That's good. Yeah, because I mean, I'm with, sure all by, yeah, with all due respect. Yeah, with all due respect to my to my comrades. No, they might not let me back in yeah. my G2G path. <laughs> the Democratic Republic. <laughs> Would you say, though, just personally, you've been kind of influenced by those those gangs? Like, are you Frio or are you Perth? I am Perth by choice, Frio by birth. Yeah, right. Yeah. Why Perth by choice? I just am drawn more to the city because I didn't grow up there. Yeah, yeah okay. So I, I like to live close, like to in the North Bridge, which is a suburb kind of just north of the CBD. Mm. And I don't know, it's just, it is just that thing where you're just drawn to what is not familiar, but I live currently in Frio, basically. <laughs> Yeah, right. Did you, Kevin Parker you, tap you on the shoulder when you were a boy? And say you will be... <laughs> no, Ke- so Kevin's... I think Kevin's a... There's a generational gap there. Oh, right? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're close. Yeah, right. In age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it was more like... I think the inspiration is more that everybody... When I started playing in bands and things, and you sort of just play in everyone... Everyone would play in everyone's bands. It was more like the sense of community was that everyone was just working on music all the time and every, everybody was just out there playing shows and it wasn't it wasn't an ambition to sort of be a star or anything yeah. it was just it was just to make music it was kind of like possible. the town's mm. industry right like you got yeah. Newcastle the Steel City like Frio has that like people make music in Frio it did feel like that yeah and yeah. I guess now I sort of spend more time on my own that I don't really have that same sense of community to yeah, yeah. where do a lot of those interactions happen because it seems like there are so many artists out of Freo is it like are we talking bars different setups little gig venues or is it more just like you get in touch with each other at parties and stuff and you're kind of finding each other that way like how does well, what does the scene look like in Freo from my experience it was it was like I went to uni with with uh, Nick who plays in Pond yep. and played with with Tame for we got a while. Nick later on in here Again. Third interview with Nick. But I don't, I don't know. It was just like so. Uni that introduced me to sort of some people who were playing shows, and it was it was kind of pretty organic that mm. thing. But it's more that there aren't that many people, and the people who are playing music tend to just I don't know coagulate or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've been very generous, and uh, you shared a lot with us here in the height of a catastrophic weather event. 
I've just seen she looks like a lovely person I'm not going to call her a vulture but some sort of Labor <laughs> representative just tapped on the uh, <laughs> tapped on the uh, plastic slide but yeah Jake thank you for joining us thank you so this much. is uh, these are all the questions we wanted to ask you and you oh, answered them good. so Thank well, you uh, for coming along and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Well, thanks for having me. I really Flag appreciate Mantle it. Flagman 2022. Let's go. International. <laughs> Let's go. Interesting yarn there, of course. And it was a great show by Methyl Ethel. And the next interview we did here is Amel and the Sniffers. Melbourne band, a meteoric rise we're witnessing right now. Uh, they really, really are bringing punk back to Australian pubs and even bigger venues than that. Splitting the grasses. Pretty big gig. Welcome back again to the Batuta Advocates, not live, radio podcast series out of Splinter in the Grass, Byron Bay. There's a hell of a lot more water around than there is in the Western Queensland Channel country. Cutting through the Northern Rivers, uh, these people are resilient, these people are strong. The festival organisers, I would say the same thing about them. I cannot imagine the pressure they've been under, but the show goes on. And one of the shows that everyone's lining up to watch uh, will be brought to you by our two guests today here. We have Amy and Declan from Amo and the Snivers. We are so excited to have them in here. We're actually feeling a little bit touched that um, they were willing to give us the time on their gruelling media junket. Thank you, Jody, as well, the label person standing next to me. We we're getting to know the ins and outs of festival mm. culture. Yep. And mm -hmm. um, we're all really, really pissed. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into it. How are we, guys? Yeah, good. Really good, thanks. Can you tell us a little bit about this this world you're living in here that we're, we're obviously newcomers to? How do you get by? How do you when, like, Amy, for example, you want to go to bed. What's the plan here? I'm like, oh, God, I want to go to bed. Then I try and get out of there and then I go to bed. All right. It's, yeah. not, it's not, you know, you're not, you're not stuck in any kind of long haul. Sometimes of... you're stuck in a long haul and I just think, I'm fucking tired. I've got no time for anyone. <laughs> People are talking to me. I think you're a fucking prick. And then I'm, i got to go to bed. When I'm ready for bed, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> Can I just say, though, like, I've seen you on stage and you were, like, you were bending. You were like a pretzel. <laughs> so, like, where does this energy come from? I don't know. I just got lots of it. It makes me bounce around. Yeah, nice, nice. I can't wait to see you guys. Now, we're obviously here at the zenith of Australian music, but I wanted to go back a couple of years. Giddy up. Nice. Let's talk early days of Amon the Snivers. How did you meet and where did you come from? We met at a pub in, in Melbourne called Grace Darling. Amy and Bryce were already friends and I was drunk there with them and that's how we became friends and then I ended up moving in with Amy and Bryce and Callum our original bass player and we set up a recording studio in the house and recorded Giddy Up nice right yeah. that was it it was that was it, it was pillows on the windows nah nah nah, nah. yeah there was a drum kit already set up in my room that I think I bought for maybe like 150 bucks or something and then we got home from what we were doing that day and, and everyone set their stuff up and we're like, oh, let's write something because we want to play music. And then, yeah, and then we just recorded it and put it out. And it feels like it was almost from bang, you were in pubs every night. Or was there a little bit of a hustle, a little bit no, of a grind? We, we were already in pubs every night, just yeah. not performing yet. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, no, nah, straight away, like, straight away we got a gig booked and by the time that gig came around, we'd already played two more before that. <laughs> So, I don't know, people just kept booking us. We didn't play for long, though, because, I mean, that AP goes for six minutes and then we'd try and cover a different song and that's eight minutes and then a bit of banter, ten minutes, and that's it. So <laughs> Not the longest show. Now, question, Amel and the Sniffers, what are we talking for the inspiration for that name? Where did that come from? Well, uh, you know, Amel was something you sniff and, and the boys really like sniffing Amel and my name's Amy Louise and they'd go clubbing and then sniff, sniff, and off you go. 
Oh, yeah. so I guess I really... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of your name, of course. No, Amy, Amal, like, yeah, I get it, yeah. I get it. Amy but on my licence, it's Amal because of the the letter L, so next to the Amy's. Yeah. But, um, yeah, as oh, well... So you're like, Amal and they are the sniffers. Yeah, the sniffers. Yeah, yeah. But as well, our songs go for, like, a really short amount of time and then they give you a headache, so... <laughs> Well, I feel like if you were in like the original punk era, like it would naturally open for like butthole surfers. <laughs> it makes sense. Well, you know, we yeah. would open for the butthole. Yeah, we, you, you open for the butthole. That's, that's our butthole, 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 butthole surfers would open for us. Yeah. Can I ask? Are you playing? Uh, are you playing knifey? Yes. That's, that's okay. So, I have actually gotten in trouble because I actually got a knife key ring sent to work oh. because I was going to put it on my keychain. I'm like, if any fucker comes towards me, I'm going to fucking knife them. Yeah. So when I heard that song, I'm like, you know what? Amy and I are going to get along yeah. because we just want to be able to knife people. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I you should I get some other tricks. It. You can take a guitar string and put it around their neck. Oh, I love that. You can get yeah. a can of nice... Um, uh, what's that deodorant called? Oh, please, I've got please impulse. Say impulse. Impulse. Oh, impulse actually, and a light up. I've actually got my impulse spray in my bag. Because you don't show take you shit. To, like, exactly. Because exactly. we can't have pepper spray no, right in the eyeballs. Impulsive exactly. flamethrower. Yeah. Good spirits. This, yeah. is too, this is too much of a coincidence. Because when we found out she had a knife key ring because the streets of Batuta were working late in the newsroom, she... You know, it's dodgy area down there and then the old city district. Knife key ring. We, we did make it clear to her that you might get in a fair bit of curry exactly. for that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, shouldn't, yeah. but you will. Yeah. And she went with the impulse. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> nice. Loophole. Yeah. <laughs> the, the knife and key ring was an impulse oh, and then, Yeah. It is called romantic spark, though, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, that uh, might just, you know, like, encourage like you them. you them and then you fuck them up. Yeah. <laughs> romantic spark's a lighter you put in front of it before yeah, you spray yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, are you feeling like you're back in the groove post-historical event? Yeah, because we've been on tour for like three months, so we yep. just got off the back of 46 shows, and then nice. we've done another four already. Okay. So, so that's, I mean, a, that's the groove. There's we're, no we're, in the, we're deep in the groove. <laughs> we might not sound like it live, but we're in the groove. <laughs> right into it. Well, thank you for joining us. Some of Melbourne's finest, and this weekend some of North Byron Parkland's finest. Amy Declan, we love your stuff. Thank you. It's been Thank a pleasure. You. Thank Thanks you. I can't wait to see you guys. Hell yeah. Bye. Now, as we're still on that punk tip, let's talk to the Sunny Coast lads known as the Chats. Well, well, well. Some of the loudest Sunshine Coast haze is blaring inside our tent here at Splendor in the Grass. <laughs> we're surrounded, surrounded by, you know, outside of Clive Palmer, some of the biggest names to come out of. That region, be that hinterland or coast, Sunshine Coast's favourite. I hope I'm right here. Yeah, I think so. Ever, ever since you come up, I was like, it's good to see Sunny Coast getting one away. Mm. Yeah. When would be the last big act from Sunny Coast? Who well, else? Dale Shearer, former Brisbane Bronco, yep. rode his car off, Porsche off Perigian, wrapped it around a pole, he survived, he walked out. Uh, that was the last Perigian. time... That's, that's our storming ground. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the last time anything really kind of happened up that way until yeah. the chats came along, right? And it's, yeah, it's a big, right. big announcement. Yeah. Right. Think, so think, we're going to get in like a lead, fatal lead, car crash and top the cunt. I think the lead singer <laughs> from the Skyhooks fucking drove his helicopter into a fucking mountain out there. Oh, yeah? Glass, uh, is it, was it a glass house mountain? No, nah, no. Nah, you probably didn't like, see it. It was like further, further yeah. <laughs> but it was up like like hinterland of like Parisian and stuff like Black Mountain I'm pretty sure so so you boys are it's a Parisian boys yeah cool let's be honest Parisian, to you yeah. how did you get into music was it through Hillsong <laughs> definitely not <laughs> let's just clarify that um, yeah I, I guess my dad a bit yeah yeah, oh. yeah he was big into Hillsong 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Was but, he? No. Or is he a ten pound pom that loved guitars? No, he's no, he's not pom. He's His parents rocker. were like uh, yeah. African, and he was, uh, you know, just loved Radio Birdman, the Saints, and that. You yeah, know, like old Aussie rock. Yeah, Radio Birdman. I, I can envision your old. Uh, yeah, I love yeah, Birdman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Leathery rock god. Yeah, we yeah, love yeah, yeah. We love Birdman here. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what I want to ask, boys, is how have these last couple of years been for you? I'm guessing you've been based in in Queensland, where you haven't been touched too much by all this. Brisbane mostly. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, moved there after school, and uh, yeah, I mean, like you mean like the COVID years, right? Yeah, I mean like this major historical event we've been living through since 2019, yeah, December. It was all right. I mean, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Like we. He had it all right. Yeah, we could still like hang out and make tunes and record and that. It didn't exist in Queensland for what eighteen months. Well, that's what everyone was saying. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We know one thing about this thing. It hates the heat. Queenslanders are built different. (laughs) (laughs) We're built different. Yeah, Yeah. built different. Um, So that's been good. But have you been performing much? Yeah. Well, lately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last year we did all like a big like regional sort of like run, and we did like all like North Queensland, like regional Victoria, regional New South Wales sort of stuff. And it was unreal. We got to play like pubs that they usually don't, you know, they usually have fucking cover bands play there. Yeah. And like, so they were disappointed when we came along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, they, we, they wanted Akadaka. Yeah, yeah, they were we, like, what's this shit? A funny story about that. We actually played in Laurenton in uh, rural New Laurenton, South Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in, they um, thought we were an ACDC cover band. Yeah, we, like, up to, we played in <laughs> RSL. Did you? We, we, we should have played into it, looking <laughs> back. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a great opportunity that, to indulge. That's not, that's, that's not even where it started. Like, the, the load-in time was actually exactly like the tail end of, of a wake. Yeah, and this, yeah. for this guy who actually passed away in the pub, and apparently oh, yeah. he choked on a steak and had a heart attack. And yeah. and then his and his son-in-law comes up and goes, "Hey, is it all right if you just dedicate pub feed to me dead dad-in-law tonight?" We said that's, that feels a little insensitive, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so emotions were high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but we did a bunch of you know Australia stuff last year, and then this year we've been able to go back to you know UK, Europe. USA. Yeah, it's been mm. unreal. Yeah. How's that going? Yeah. Great. How old are you lads? Uh, me and Matt are 23, he's 24. Yeah, I'm okay. 24, yeah. Fuck, you must have come out pretty young. We saw them when yet? we were in grade 12. Yeah, right, okay. How are the parents when you were starting in grade 12? Oh, were they, they like... They were like, this sucks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not going. You need... Yeah. 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 And, and we weren't... Yeah, everyone was like that, actually. <laughs> My mum loved it because, like, that's how I got into music because she's from the Northern Beaches, like... Yeah. Listen to like Celebrate Rifles and Birdman and all those yeah, sort of yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, yeah, but they, they saw these guys before I was in the band. And they were like, "Fuck, these guys are sick." But yeah, but like you know, they're like you know, you should be focusing more on. And they were completely right in yeah. saying this. That you focus more on shit that'll actually get your job. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, definitely. Well, I don't know. But then we got, we got we got real lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> limited options here. Yeah. Mining Boom and Clive Palmer, we just talked about that. I imagine you guys are a little bit more popular than Clive Palmer with nah, not tradies. A, not on the sunny coast. <laughs> not on the sunny coast? <laughs> well, the former member of Fairfax, mate. He, uh, he got enough votes to, uh, to, to enter the parliament. Yeah. The sunny coast is an interesting part of the world because you do have, what I would say, in some parts it's getting very Gold Coast. It's like a proper tourism, transient kind of community. Yeah, it is now. And then you get back into the hinterland a little bit and you're dealing with some real old-fashioned sandalwood fucking yeah, markets. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Definitely. Yeah, hippie. Yeah, yeah it's definitely yeah. right country. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's fucking weird like that. Like, you know, getting all... Parts of it are getting, like, real gentrified and then there's, like, those cunts who are, like... 
you know, have guns and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice banjos. Yeah. <laughs> they grow their own product out the back. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. They, yeah. You know, and they don't good. need to go down into town. good as that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can smell it right now. Copperhead Road shit. Yeah. Uh, so I want, I want to talk about what's happening now for you guys moving forward. I mean, you've already been overseas off the back of this pandemic. You're not at that age where we're worried about you guys kind of burning out. 23, you're in your prime right now. Yeah, I mean, we probably burn out, what, like 26? Yeah. Die 27, that's yeah, the plan. <laughs> Join the club. Yeah. That's the, uh, yeah, the way, that, 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 that's a rock music thing, if you're not uh, familiar. It happened to a lot of famous people, namely... Brian Jones. Brian Jones. White Janis Joplin. Jim, Jim Morrison. Yeah. Yeah, and soon to be the Chats. Yeah, soon to be all three of you, <laughs> Mexican standoff. They've all got guns, they're in the back of fucking uh, your Monday. Yeah, one, yeah, or, yeah. Um, one of them choked yeah, on a steak. Yeah, misadventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> choked on a steak at dinner yeah. before. And then, many, and then the really guns long went ship yeah. that we were all sharing. <laughs> too, is, too many beers at Chase Waterhole. Yeah. Is there a bit of a sense of that, or are you guys just ripping in and living for we're, now? And oh, who knows? Yeah. yeah, we don't. Yeah, day by day, you know, like. Yeah. 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 Uh, especially like during COVID, we thought like, you know, live music might not be a thing anymore. But then it's like, you know, we're able to actually do it again. Yeah. We were lining up other jobs, like you know. This is yeah, not I, looking I great. Everyone, yeah, every, everyone had to re, re, rethink everything yeah. for a little while there. I want to ask, and we've just come through a fucking brutal federal election, which no one gives a fuck about anymore. But you guys would be aware that the Tudor Advocate has uh, at times ruffled the feathers of uh, Hillsong the yes. establishment. Which is fantastic. And, 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 and that's kind of, I guess at the, uh, with the, the peak of uh, the great undoing of our last government, you guys came through with a stellar, what would you call it? It was like a bedroom kind of improvised video. Yeah, it was a song that I'd written uh, maybe a couple days before Christmas 2020. Yeah. Or Christmas 2019. Bushfires. Yeah, that's right. So we'd been in the we been in the UK for a while, and we were like seeing all this shit happen at home, just freaking out. And then we got home, and the bushfires like real close to my house and we had to evacuate and all that luckily it was all fine but uh you know i was just pissed off and i'd made that song and i was like not gonna post it or nothing because i was like you know this is a bit it's not like our kind of thing but we're not, we're not midnight oil man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> true but yeah but our mates were just like oh it's you know it's great you should post it and i did and for some reason it just started going nuts did you find your audience kind of change off the back of that? Did you find you kind of got a little bit more of an anarchist tinge? Or was that always the people you were fucking bringing to your gigs? Were they always a, I bit, mean, a bit punk? I mean, mostly, but there'd be like some old cunts like, yeah, you know, just going to stick to the tunes, boys. You yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay out of politics, yeah, fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music's never been political. <laughs> yeah. like, that's a good artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like Rage Against the Machine. Before that bed's a burning <laughs> song. Jesus, a tune. Yeah, Bob Dylan was good in a political Sorry. sense in his own right. He was doing what Eamon did, you know. Oh. Probably more consistently. Yeah, he's a nice. All right, we're going to wrap up now. We've got... Um, we got the bouncer. He's giving me greasies, actually. Uh, oh, here yeah, he he's, he's putting the knuckle dusters What's on. What's his name? What's his name? Big Al. Big, Big Al. 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 Bring Al oh, I thought they would have called you Tiny. We put Big Al on? No, it's not Tiny. It's three months old, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, he's really kind of tightening the screws on me here. I might have to wrap this one up. Thank you to Chats. It's Thank you, Bethesda. It's great to see some Queenslander boys have a go. And how good was 
Wednesday two weeks ago. Ah, come <laughs> on. Oh, too good. Fuck me, I'm still barred up. Right. <laughs> Saw Goxie outside too, another great Queensland man. G'day, Goxie. Yeah. Goxie well, and Big yeah. Al, you should pack hey, a scrum come together. Take it over. We, we already have. It's a, it's a great time to introduce our new singer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, boys, and all the best. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks fellas. Thank you. That was a great yarn there. Those boys, uh, we weren't lying. They were smoking a rather uh, high-grade strain of cannabis inside our media tent, which might explain why this next interview with the uh, Frio Kings from Pond was a little bit more chilled. Welcome back to day two, technically. In theory, it's day three of Splendor in the Grass. The Batuta Advocate... uh, Still in fine form. Mm-hmm. Energy levels are high. Spirits are high. The kids have done two years in lockdown. They've done their formals over Zoom and Scott. They missed schoolies. They missed out on a lot of formative milestones. But they weren't going to let a bit of mud get in the way of that pressure valve that so desperately needed to be released, which is Splinter in the Grass 2022. And we too have remained committed to our task at hand, which is interviewing... Uh, as an assortment of artists. Mm-hmm. And today's guests, Wendell, I would like to thank them for effectively justifying us having an entire tent for the day, glorified cloakroom, that is uh, the Batuta's media tent. Pond, you are probably going to be the only band we interview today, and we are so excited for that because the first band we ever interviewed at Splendor was you two, Jay and Nick. Full circle. Thank you very much. We are honoured. We appreciate Hello. it. I'd and just like to start by saying... Thank you so much for often, maybe not always, but often including us in the Perth or WA-based posts mm-hmm. with Tame Impala. With, uh, well, now we've also discovered in our interviews yesterday... It, it's very flattering and we appreciate but it. There, you know, the whole thing about Frio, Perth, WA... Yeah. I actually didn't realise it is actually quite a big thing. And Methyl Ethel confirmed that. What do you mean a big thing? Well, you all know each other. You oh, all fucking yeah. came up together. I oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like well, they're not, yeah, they're not that far-fetched. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. In, in Queensland's equivalent would be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Bernard Fanning met the Violent Soho boys once, despite the 10 years difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you guys yeah. were all effectively, you know, sharing Ubers together to gigs. In a city of, what, a couple of million people? You're just but hanging out being when friends? When they're a similar age, like Methylethyl, definitely. I mean, people in our band have been... One of the guys is a housemate of the drummer. You know what I mean now? Yeah. But even um, even bands that are older, even like say Eskimo Joe or Carnival, yeah. or you know, Jeb. we Jeb, oh, the Jebs. we we've known the Nessie from Jebs the since Jebs. we were sixteen. Do you guys associate with Perth or Frio? Ah, uh, I would associate uh, Perth. Perth generally, yeah. I I, I'm getting less embarrassed about going on about Frio more, and being like, uh, that's good. Proud of that sort yeah. of thing. Good, I think be proud. when we when we just played um, Primavera. And Nick Cave's band was there, and the bass player is from Frio. Yep. He's family friends with a couple of our like oldies and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said I was saying to Martin, Martin Case, the bass player, and I was saying, oh, introducing him to someone. Oh, he's from Perth too. And he goes, not Perth, mate, Frio. Yeah. He was almost uh, like, don't don't lump me in with go. those guys, you know. Can so we, that kind of fired me up to be like, yeah. you know what? He's right. Can we? Get We're not a, going up there. Can we get a little bit of a uh, for for the listeners and the tractors on the east coast? On inland, give us an equivalent. Like, is Perth Frio basically Sydney Newcastle or Brisbane Goldie? Like, what's the distance between it's the two? Closer. It's closer. It's closer. It's yeah. more like Sydney. Bo- oh, it's further it's than like Sydney Bondi. Bondi. Yeah. Further than Sydney Bondi. 
It's like it's Bondi, except it's not crucial. Melbourne Geelong, is it? No, 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 no. no. no, it's, no, 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 no it's like no. it's actually like um, Northcote to St Kilda. Okay. Distance oh, okay. and um, it used to be there wasn't heaps in between, and obviously with sprawl, yeah. it's suburbs all the way in between. Mm. But our friend Az was telling me about this guy who worked in, who met in the 80s, who worked on the docks in Frio, and he lived and stayed at Moondyne Joe's, the hotel, and he got a taxi every now day. Now the Beaconsfield from, Hotel. He got a taxi every day from the docks to the hotel, and he reckons he was telling Az in the late 80s when he was 50 and Az was 25 or whatever, that he'd never been to Perth. <laughs> And I find that's it actually it. completely that's believable. Yeah, that's that good is stuff. And it. it's completely believable if you think about... <laughs> and, and as would be like, why don't you just pay an extra 30 bucks and go to the city? Yeah, He's like, know. fuck. Why, why, would, why, why would you? <laughs> honestly, why would you? <laughs> yes, but yeah, yeah. And he lived at Moonline Joe's. Well, what's the point? So why a would real you estate to agent would tell you that Frio is a suburb of Perth. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good. Oh yeah, it, it yeah. is. It is. Yeah. It fused a long time ago yeah, to yeah, the city yeah, of Perth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what's happening? You 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 have been in England. You haven't. Yeah, I I moved home maybe four years ago and yep. had kids and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, what's your story now? Where are you located? What are you doing with yourself? How's things? I'm in Fremantle. Yep. Loving it. I'm uh, a gardener. Uh, I'm a gardener. Mm-hmm. See, I'm wearing the jumper right now. Down to earth gardening. Yeah, he's a good great, gardener too. He did out our place for the first time ever the other day. It was a really good job. Mate. We're talking landscaping here. Yeah, or like um, no, what's that? Just anything you need. High ground. Well, I would love to. You know, that's the goal. That's the future goal to be. Oh, being you do perfect. other stuff, but with our place, it was like, like just like a haircut for the whole place. Yeah, thing. Mm. yeah. Are you still making music, man? Make what? <laughs> <laughs> it, it genuinely the feels a bit like was that happening sometimes. Last interview, I was like, this guy's ramping up into gardening. Did he say that last time? No, there was talk of gardening. Uh, oh, yeah, no, oh, no, no I don't no, you, even remember this music the, stuff. When the pandemic first happened, you jumped in. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you bounced to England. I did. And then you're back. And I was hoping to make a, make a career as a uh, gardener in England, but it didn't quite take off. How did it feel out there? How did it feel out there at Splendour in the Grass? Oh, it was fun as. Yeah. I got blinded no, momentarily. When the sun came out, I wasn't yeah. used to it. But, yeah. Um, CM Murphy said the sunset is the one you want um, the, the energy changes sunset is the it's really fun because ponds we don't get too many at that slot yeah because we're not quite big enough especially on the main stage yeah. and then say Tame Impala we don't get that anymore we used to have them but it is really fun going on when it's light then you get the, the, the orange of the sunset yeah. and then it's dark by the end and you get still get to use all your um, strobe lights and visual yeah. you get you get the whole spectrum of yeah. um Ambiance, yeah. And prestige aside, is that the best slot? Like, I think aside from being the headliner or whatever, yeah. I think that's the most glorious yeah. spot at a festival. It's the most enjoyable one to yeah, play. Yeah, you get you get everything. Yeah. yeah, and people are just they're like just texting their friends to meet up to like mm. get on it. Like you know. It's about this time. It's like, all right, where are you? Let's go. Let's like, yeah. Let's the, googs, the googs are finally <laughs> kicking in. <laughs> the googs are flowing. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's our friend but Joe. It was really yeah, nice. Guitar in the band. It was really nice playing. Uh, the sun came out about five songs in. Do you remember? Like, I came do. Out yeah, I remember. It, was, it blinded me. It actually me got a cheer when the sun came over the hill. Did you hear that? Because everyone had been no. so wet and yeah, cold yeah, the whole yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. It got a cheer like mid-song. And it had nothing to do with what we were playing. Isn't it crazy? Climate change has created these emotive responses in us where when we see the sun, we cheer at it. Yeah. Maybe we are 
how you say moving backwards, the way people used to worship the sun. Maybe that's not even backwards. Maybe that's not. lambs at the top of the hill there in the next couple of years. Yeah. It felt like that today when the sun came out. So, as people from the state mostly responsible for the climate change, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. how do you reconcile with pillaging uh, all of Australia and um, basically our GST covering uh, the roads that take you to your gigs? We bloody we make it. up for 5% of Australia's GDP. Yeah. Yeah. And I ain't going to hear nothing more, more about it. Uh, and if we could just secede already. <laughs> if we, we could just become this an independent state, then we wouldn't have to worry about you, Ethan. No. No, no it, say, it's, shameful. it's shameful. It's shameful. Yeah. Sorry, every, sorry everybody. The conversation is back on the table. I've calmed yeah. down. Uh, I think that would be a shocking idea. <laughs> no, it would be we all, absolutely Honestly, you, 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 you guys being from Queensland and, and north or rural Queensland, mm. you'll be able to relate. Every time I come to Splendour or a big festival in Sydney or... Especially in Sydney, more than Melbourne, maybe. But I forget how quaint people think Perth is. Mm. Like, even people I know, people, my friend, and I see people backstage and they're like, oh, you boys are from Perth, aren't you? Like, and they talk about it like it's um, like Broken Adelaide. Hill or Kalgoorlie. Yeah. No, but but <laughs> well, smaller than Adelaide. A little like, regional man, outpost. much is. Yeah, like, but, it's it's not, but it's two million people. I yeah. don't know. I, it's I'm, bigger than Adelaide. I don't know. I, in my world, it's yeah. it's really relevant. Because <laughs> no, it's because all the all the like, oh, you know, it's the most isolated city in the yeah, world. It's yeah, all yeah. that chat. So they think they think it's like a human settlement that is doing all right, yeah. considering it's got no people and a- it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but exactly. honestly, going to going to Port Hedland, where most of this money is coming from, you know, the bauxite and uh, zinc and manganese and all that stuff. Hell yeah. It's actually. Very, very fucking surreal. Like it's like going into the land of the giants. You know, you feel tiny, like these massive fucking road trains and uh, train trains. And um, Mm. yeah, we live in a bizarre part of the world. You know, it's really, it's really like catastrophic what we've done with the with with the country there. Ah, you shouldn't wear it too much of that you I, guys you're a gardener mate you're not a yeah, fly yeah. No. but I do want to ask there's a lot of state pride in WA as there is in Queensland so you look at someone like Violent Soho Queensland royalty Powderfinger Queensland royalty yeah, yeah. and everyone fucks Finger? with them from the the quaint musicians yeah, to yeah. the fucking you know hard headed coal miners do you do you find a bit of a spread in your in your audience do you find people fuck with you purely because they love seeing local boys get up, even though you're living completely different lives? Nah. Nah? Uh, Do you think it's a music thing? Yeah, no, I don't know if, I don't know if WA people are as proud as Queenslanders. Yeah, yeah, right. My flight to Townsville, which we're going to talk about, I did was Perth to um, Brisbane, Brisbane to Townsville, because it's have to do two flights with the kids. And on Brisbane to Townsville, it was maybe like 8pm, like kind of like the kids were sort of half asleep. And... This couple next to us was watching the State of Origin game. Uh, the rugby league, <laughs> loving it. Hell you know, yes. we like, like I'm, I don't know if you know a bit more than me, but for us, rugby league, it's like it may as well be. It's the same as AFL is yeah. there. It's like yeah. may as may as well be there. It may as well be American football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going uh, on. I have no and, idea. Um, and at the I end, I don't understand these emotions that are happening next to me. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the flight, they've been cheering and carrying on and drinking white wine, those little white wine bottles. And, and at the end of the flight, he came over to my. I was holding my daughter, who's six months old, and he wasn't. It wasn't. I wasn't offended or anything. It was. It was hilarious. But he, when she was asleep, and he came right into her face and went, "Queenslander." Oh yeah. 
<laughs> and she sort of stirred a bit, and I said, she doesn't care, she's AFL, you know, and we, we laughed, but it was just funny, like, a foot away from a sleeping baby's oh face. Oh, my God. Such was the passion of that win, and it, it was... a hell of a match. And I know nothing about rugby league, but our, our tour manager... Our tour manager liked it, and he said it was one of the best games he'd yeah. ever seen of State yeah. of Origin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good enough to yeah. say it to a sleeping baby. <laughs> Yell it. Yeah, like, yeah. Queensland. And, <laughs> and he would have drawn out the R. Like Queensland. He, it was kind of a moderate thing he yelled at her. He could have yeah. said something yeah, yeah, how yeah. you say rather radical. Yeah, like, no, the no, North no. has risen. Mm. Yeah, the North yeah, will yeah. rise. Yeah, no. The North remembers. Yeah. A uh, no. lot, lot of kind of, yeah, staunch. North of the Tweed patriotism, a lot of rhetoric getting around over the last couple of weeks, and but in our minds, WA is always like that. In this, I mean, fuck, watching you blokes carry on during the pandemic with the fucking, <laughs> yeah. you know, North Korea kind of chat yeah. that we were going on. It's yeah. like there is an element of that. McGowan won a landslide election, and we're not talking politics here because we're just talking about no, sentiment. no, no, no. We're talking sentiment. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. He 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 won people that had never voted for him ever outside of a pandemic because of how much shit he was talking about everyone else. We're talking about shooting down planes. <laughs> yeah. He didn't come over. It's crazy because before then we were... So he should. Before <laughs> then someone like me was sort of like, I don't know, ambivalent towards him. And then uh, since I've been quite annoyed at him and, the, and their setup because I've been having me able to get home or I've been yeah. like all this sort of summer family haven't been able to visit. But right when that election was... I reckon literally everyone was just so... We were all so smug on how much we could still <laughs> go to the pub and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He just... Like, it came at the optimum time. Yeah. And I think he that election is the most successful Australian election in state or federal ever. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, By a long way. The Libs have the Libs have three MPs and one of them has just been done for sex crimes or something. So, like, they've got two. But McGowan was also saying that he would, um, if they didn't let the uh, giant Scarborough gas hub go ahead, then he would legislate to make sure it went ahead. Yeah. So, so, like, you know, he's got a couple of problems on his own yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, but oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they all, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's spun it. He's, he's put the people first on paper. And they voted on it. But I mean, yeah, the every- people first on paper, but in reality, the... Uh, the gas and 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 uh, yeah, yeah. coal industry. But your yeah, yeah. average person, I, all I was talking about was the average person. Yeah, I was absolutely. I was being the common man in WA, Straight and up. all they had in their brain was COVID. Yeah, keep the bastards <laughs> out, and we love keep and, those dirty East Coasters out. And there's this thing in Perth too, which I know because I'm from I'm from the country, but and lived in Sydney a bit when I was a kid. But I've noticed I've noticed all my life in Perth, where I reckon everyone there would be happy if no one ever, else ever came in and. No one that they knew in Perth ever left or moved yeah. away from Perth. Well, that, that, that's also you know, we just thing. had the same. Uh, we had the same two million people sit there indefinitely. Maybe go to Bali yeah, every now that, and then. Well, yeah. Did you alone. notice the the Wagset? Yeah. Um, Wags signs yeah. actually. Yeah, they were real in, signs. And this is yeah. real life. Like yeah. Wagset in like shops that we would mm. frequent. Yeah. They would have like Wagset. Yeah, yeah. It's no, that, that, actually that, real, and yeah, this is the yeah. most bizarre that's a, that's fucking That's the thing everyone crazy, doesn't realise in Sydney, because they're saying, oh, Anastasia, oh, McGowan, they're crazy. Why would they shut the borders? They're, they're, their voters must hate them. But when you really think about it, like, think about the people you know, even the people that you're close to and people you would consider quite worldly because yeah, you're yeah. musicians. Yeah. Even, I reckon, of all of WA, probably 5% of the people there 
have a family member not living down the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's about right. You yeah. put the borders, you don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. one <laughs> person in the suburbs got a son in Melbourne. You yeah, know, like, exactly. You know, they don't. They don't. And, and even <laughs> those of us who travel lots for our job were stoked to have the time off. Re- you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got government money for the first time in my life. Um, with the um, job keeper, job yeah, keeper. the job keeper. Well, I was, like, was, was like, more than pond. That was a beautiful moment. We called it socialism. Yeah, socialism. <laughs> yeah, socialism. Well, it's good to see you back out here making real money, and um, thank you. We're very happy to have you again. As I said, first ever interview much. at Splendor, third interview with the boys, and next year. We'll do it again. We'd love Same it. time. Damn Same time. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Uh, my friend Hatchie, uh, Harriet, who plays in Hatchie, said to me before that the Queensland Premier was watching our set today. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, she'd be here. Yeah, the yeah. She's here. Mm, she's got shade. blonde hair and she's here at Splendour right now. Yeah, yeah. What and do we call know, it? She's the on shade? high because of Queenslander. Queenslander. Pow. Yeah, what do you call it? What you, the Shay. Oh, though, well, shay. you know, uh, Murdoch was calling her Nanastasia because oh, of her COVID oh, nanny yep. state. Okay, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they just call her Anna. Cherry <laughs> okay, well, the Pol- well, Harriet the, the, said the, Anna the, was watching our set. So the Polish wild. spelling of Anastasia gets a bit difficult, so they just call her yes, Anna. Anna. So, uh, Good on you, Annie. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, boys, and uh, thanks, let's rip in. Thanks, Cheers, guys. legends. <laughs>